Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. This episode is brought to you by the Everyday App. Technically, this is an ad, but the Everyday app has honestly been super helpful for me, and I wouldn't partner with a company if I didn't genuinely believe in the product. So, what does the app do? It basically helps you track your habits so that you can see your progress over time. There's a common business saying, what gets measured gets managed. Like I said, it usually applies to businesses, keeping track of things like their sales and customer satisfaction, but I think it's just as relevant for personal goals too. It sounds like a simple concept for an app, but I've personally found it to be super effective in helping create new habits. The app lets you add whatever habits you're currently working on building. For me right now, some of those include reviewing my to-do list each day uh, so that I stay on top of the things I want to get done. Another one is going to the gym, and another one is limiting my time on Twitter to five minutes a day. The app lets you add three habits for free, so you can see if you find it helpful. If you soon realize you want to track more than three habits, like I eventually did, the paid version lets you track unlimited habits and has other cool features, and it's pretty good value in my opinion. There's a link in the episode description that gets you 10% off. All right, let's jump into today's conversation. Yeah, thanks Thanks for taking time to chat. Nice to, nice to meet you. And you too as well. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, no problem. Have you... Have you uh, had quite a few chats with people through that matchmaker platform? No, no, no. I actually just had my first one with someone joining me on my show. So what I'm trying to do at the moment is um, just reciprocate. So that's the main thing. So like I invite a guest on and try and be a guest on their show just because obviously like that helps everyone. Whereas beforehand, I just like, invited guests on. Whereas now I realize like, okay, I need to like step up my <laughs> PR game a little bit. So I got to... Be, I suppose be a bit more strategic in like yeah. how I do these things. Uh, but no, I just had the first guest on one of my shows um, just now, and then I'll be on theirs next week. But what okay. about yourself? Yeah, I've had I've had a few. I'd say a handful, maybe four or five, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they've been good chats. And yeah, I think I I, I need to do the same as you and reciprocate reciprocate. So I'll make a a profile for myself and. Yeah, happy to come on yours as well. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank you. I'm happy to have you on um, Brainswipe. Well, it's either or. I have a PR podcast. I work for a, a PR company and they do a PR podcast and I host that. So if you feel like um, you'd be interested in coming on to discuss that, that's an option. Alternatively, like I said, you have you had any of those conversations yet? Like um, the autonomous cars or any kind of like really tech kind of philosophy, like psychology heavy questions? On your show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely have. Uh, the autonomous cars has come up. Um, I, I feel, I feel as though a lot, a lot of my topics are uh, the ethical uh, implications of, of future technologies and how it will impact society. So that's why I reached out to you is because I feel like we have a lot in common across what we're trying to achieve with our podcast. Yeah, I could see that in your questions, and that's why I thought immediately like. It would be great to have you on just to discuss like the top three or four questions of which kind of revolve around the topics that we discuss and also like what you learned from them, like what you what you came away like understanding and knowing like which you didn't beforehand. 
from those shows, like, like yeah. top nuggets of information. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to. Awesome. Um, so what about your show? Like how long have you been doing this for? And like, what's the kind of form? Like how long will it last? And is it, it's edited and do you like, uh, do you, do you edit it or yeah? Tell me. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. So it, I've been doing it for just over a year. I try to do one a week. So I have somewhere around 60 episodes, I think similar to what you have on yours from what I saw. Mm-hmm. Our episodes. Uh, and yeah, the format's like a, a casual conversation like this, usually starting with like one question as a, as a prompt from the list. And then kind of just going wherever the conversation goes from there. And then in terms of editing, I try to do kind of as little as possible, mm. kind of posting it as it is, unless there's requests from the person I'm chatting with to, to edit out a part. But that's been pretty rare. There's been, I think, two, two people that come to mind where they wanted uh, to edit out a, a comment they made. Um, but like, I, I already started recording. Um, we can we can uh, edit this kind of first part out, yeah. but uh, I also kind of like just like the organic nature of this, and I think people might enjoy just hearing a little bit of the setup. Yeah, by all means, I'm happy to leave it in your creative hands. <laughs> so, like, whatever you feel is most appropriate for your show. Okay, um, thanks. Yeah, I just um, I'm I'm on board for whatever. Hopefully. I'll try and make your job as easy as possible without having to edit any parts out. <laughs> and I'll do my best to be as articulate as possible. Uh, so yeah, less of those uhs. But, um... <laughs> Sounds good. No pressure. And those are, to me, those are a part of, uh, I just did it. <laughs> there you are. are Normal of... conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Uh, so I, I don't know how you, um, you want to kick off the show or if, yeah, I don't know how you want to do things. I'll leave this to you. I'm so used to being a podcast host that I'm like jumping on behind the steering wheel right now, just being like, I'm such a backseat driver already. No, I, right, appre- go. I appreciate you you asking questions to start. I, I tell people who come on, definitely feel free to ask me back questions. I want it to be a two-way dialogue. But oh, that'll I'm happen, yeah. I'm also happy to ask all the questions. But let's let's jump in uh, to the first the first kind of intro question we'll see where it goes from there so the one on the the question on the list that that you picked was uh if you could listen to only podcasts or audiobooks which one would you choose and why so i'm curious to hear your initial thoughts well i have to start off by saying i'm going to be incredibly biased (laughs) because my whole work revolves around podcasting i work for pr I work for PR. I work for Publicize, which is a digital communications agency. And what I do for them, I'm essentially like a podcast specialist. And I do podcasting. I have a PR podcast and I also have a psychology technology podcast. So naturally, I love podcasting. (laughs) So already I'm going to start off with that disclaimer that for any book lovers out there, audio book lovers, I've already picked my side and I'm I'm sorry if you're not on it, but um, here's the reasons why I've chosen this. Uh, essentially, I've been thinking about this a lot, and there's mo- multiple reasons why I would choose podcasts over audiobooks. And I want to say that I think audiobooks are great. First of all, I think audio is a fantastic medium for consuming information. I think it's the best, partially because you can do it so much quicker. I mean, I don't know how quickly your listeners or anyone listening to this can read i mean if they can do it faster than they're able to listen then that's impressive and keep (laughs) going but for me at least i can't read as fast as i can listen and on top of that 
I'm somewhat lazy. And also, I have to say that I spend all day staring at screens and there's nothing I like more than not having to do that. And I really love the fact I can engage with other in other activities. So I love yoga, for example. And I try, and I did this throughout the quarantine. It's a habit I picked up. I was doing two to three hours of yoga a day in the evenings. And I did that because I consumed audio. So I listened to radio, old radio shows, which are now available on Spotify or podcasts. And I simply would not have been able to do that if I was staring at a screen or reading. So it opened me up to other activities in the process. So for one, I'm a big fan of audio, regardless of that, whether they're audio books or podcasts, it's great. Uh, but I would have to say the one thing that I really like about podcasts is I think they're open to so much more than just audiobooks. So for example, you can listen to a solo cast and that's somewhat kind of like an audiobook pretty much. It's just one person talking, one person sharing their thoughts. But you can also listen to a debate. You can listen to a panel of people talking. You can listen to stories. And also I feel that certain stories which are told on podcasts have more emotion in them. There's a couple podcasts I love called The Moth. And there's also another one called Risk. And it's basically just storytelling podcasts around story storytelling events. People tell stories um, and to audiences around the world. And this is the recording of them. And I feel that when they tell these stories, because they're doing it in front of a large audience of people, there's so much more emotion in their voice and you can hear that. And those pauses when someone sounds almost like they're going to cry because of how, how much it pulls in their heartstrings to tell this story. You probably wouldn't hear that in a book. I mean, maybe you might do, uh, but I just don't think that exists. So, I mean, real, really briefly, um, those are, there's a quick summary of why I love podcasts and why I feel that they are, not, I won't say so much better than audiobooks, but I prefer them over audiobooks. Yeah, well, first of all, I appreciate you acknowledging your, your bias at the start. And that's, at least from my perspective, that's totally fine. I don't think it diminishes your opinion in any way. Everyone has has a their own bias that they're, they're coming from. Mm. Uh, and I agree with you on a lot of the benefits that that podcast have. I, I really like the immediacy of it that if, if something, if a current event happens in the world and I want to hear people's opinions on it, podcasts are going to be published a lot quicker than, uh, than books are on the subject. So I appreciate that nature of it. And I, I really like that it's a two-way dialogue versus a book is, is one, one person. And it, there's something really nice about it being a conversation. Yeah, I feel like there's just more levels to it. I mean, I have to admit, I do. I have enjoyed audiobooks in the past. So, for example, Fight Club is a fantastic film. I remember when I first saw that, it was like one of my favorite movies. And it was so entertaining and so interesting. And I actually found on YouTube, there's um, the audiobook is available on YouTube. And it was fantastic. I listened to it and it was so nice to hear the story because there's obviously so many more details, or way more details which are missed out in the film and books. You, if you read a book or perhaps listen to a book, I don't think it's ever going to, uh, the, the, it's gonna, the film has a hard job to be better than the book. It's almost impossible. You're almost always going to enjoy that book more. 
Um, I can't think of any examples anyway for myself. Maybe Watchmen comes the closest, but even then that's a comic book uh, in my own experience. But I would say with podcasting that you can get all those elements that you can get from an audio book, but in so many other ways. And also I have to say that I feel that if your desire is knowledge, I think podcasting is great in that sense. Because for example, I like to listen to some of Joe Rogan's shows whenever he's got like a scientist on. Um, I remember the first ever show that I listened to of Joe Rogan was of Matthew Walker, who is a sleep doctor and he focuses on sleep. And during the, I think two or three hours that he spoke with him, I came away from that conversation with way more knowledge than I had before. It just was such an eye opener. And uh, I like the fact that when Matthew Walker brought up points, Joe would then like contend them or like question them. So there's that back and forth. And if you're going to listen to someone's book, then they're just going to be making those points. And there's not necessarily anyone kind of questioning them or picking them apart. So you could say that it's almost like a, a director's, not director's commentary, but like an audio. It's yeah, it's, it's more of a dissection of like someone's thoughts rather than just being like a, on a page. I don't know. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, that ma- that makes sense. Do you do you think most people would say that podcasts are are better than audiobooks in terms of enjoyment, but audiobooks are generally better from a from a learning angle? Do you think most people would say that? What? So like um so wait, could you phrase the question again? I'm not sure if I follow. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, sure. I I'm curious your thoughts. Do you think most people would say that they think that podcasts are better than audiobooks if you're looking for, you know, something to enjoy mm. versus if you if you're looking to learn something about a subject, you're better off uh going to an audiobook. Like my view is I think I think that's traditionally the way most mm. people would view it. I'm curious if, if if you think that's the case and maybe it sounds like maybe you think if that is the case, it, it might be wrong and you can, you can learn just as much or more from podcasts. Yeah. I think yeah, you, you've done a great job of understanding my point because that's exactly how I feel. I'd say, I would say that podcasts can do all of those things. So I would say that they can be entertaining and informative. And I think that they do a fantastic job of both. One thing that I will have to say is that when it comes to fiction, I can't guarantee that books or audio books will be better or podcasts will be better i have to admit that i really enjoy podcasting to learn so like yeah. to to learn new things so like literally everything like spanish french they're both languages that i try and practice and uh, i use podcasting of that like personal finance like literally everything if i want to learn something i'll first see if there's a podcast about it and it's somewhat the same with books i have to be honest i when i do get into books i'm always drawn to the ones which are like seven habits for highly effective people, those sorts of books. And it's like, oh, cause I want to learn and I want to improve and I'm quite bad at fiction. So I am now trying to make a rule like, right. Podcasts can be for entertainment, but if I want to explore fiction, then I'm trying to do that in, with reading. And I have to say that I haven't listened to many fiction podcasts. I'm a big fan of horror and I have looked up and I've followed many podcast in that genre um so i do have an intention 
to listen to those. But when it comes to fiction, that's kind of like a, a gray area for me. So I can't necessarily say that like fiction books versus fiction podcasts, I can't say with certainty that there's like a, a great difference there. Um, but certainly when it comes to like knowledge uh, and if your desire is to learn, then I would say that podcast is like without a doubt the the better option there. Yeah, so I'm I'm with you on. I'm also drawn more to to nonfiction, so I I'm not really sure. I, I I've read some fiction books, not many, but I I don't think I've explored any fiction podcasts. So I'm I'm curious what what that would be like. Uh, what was I going to say? Related related to the learning piece, like what what would be your response or your thoughts on? You know, I've heard like one argument in favor of audiobooks versus podcasts or books in general is that oftentimes this is someone's life work mm. or, you know, they had to, in, they invested a lot of time in it versus a podcast, less of a time investment from someone. So maybe that to some extent speaks to the quality. Like what's, what's your view on, on that? Yeah, I think that's fair. And of course, it's kind of hard to generalize when you're speaking of all podcasts because there are some podcasts which I'm certain are terrible. <laughs> like some people just don't put in the effort and they, they, yeah, it's definitely not their life work. It's like some 15 minutes where they just thought the world would want to hear their thoughts on something which is just irrelevant. So there, there is that. And of course, like if you're going to publish a book, it's going to put, a, you're going to put a lot more time into it. So I have to say that that is that is true in that sense and i think that maybe when it comes to like autobiographies or biographies in general i can't imagine podcasts being able to like absorb that i can't imagine um really an autobiographical like podcast maybe they exist but i haven't come across them and i think that still that's one area where books are always going to be like dominant unless uh, people get very creative and um, start producing them. I'd be interested to see if they exist or like how that would work. But yeah, I have to say that when it comes to the amount of effort and work put into them, I think a book would win there. I still feel that a podcast is an opportunity to... I feel that, say, for example, like if you do get someone on... I'm going to use Joe Rogan again. If someone's on there and they... Many of them probably have books. Many of like it, the ones which I'm talking about, like uh, scientists yeah. or psychologists or whoever. So they have books. So they have this knowledge inside their head and they have this whole history and wealth of knowledge. So I feel in many ways, it's kind of, um, it's kind of an analysis of their knowledge and their life's work in two different forms. A yep. book is allowing them to edit their notes and like rewrite and like kind of really perfect it and have this finished piece almost like a thesis whereas a podcast is more kind of like it's kind of like um a battle in a sense it's almost like a ufc or fight or any kind of sport where you go in and then you contend and you see how well you 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 do and you see how well you present yourself and it's like kind of like a one-on-one -on -one sort of like a tennis match even um so I think that like it's almost like being tested with your knowledge rather than having the ability to go away and edit or get feedback and then wait until it's, it's the final piece and put it out there. It's almost like you stand up to a stage, almost like a debate and um, 
yeah, you, you see how you do on the spot with all the knowledge that you have. So it, it's almost like knowledge in knowledge that's being tested in a different form, I suppose, or presented in a different form. Yeah, I I agree with you. I, I really like what you said there. It's definitely on on a Joe Rogan type podcast, often these people are speaking for two to three hours. And it really is, to your point, it is still a distillation of of often their views from that are based around their life's work. But like you, I I I, I like that you get stuff from the podcast that I don't think you get from from the book, like you said. They, you, you get to see them try to defend their ideas. You can, see, you get their emotion, like you talked about in, in the stories that you see in podcasts. Around, you get to see their emotion around, like what they're most excited about, what they're most curious about, what they're, uh, what they're most unsure about. That I find it harder to get from an audiobook. Oftentimes, mm. the audiobook isn't even um, read out loud by the author. Mm. So I tend to agree with you. And I, I try to say in these, in these episodes, kind of, I try to think back to where uh, my thought came from when I, when I put this question on, on my list. And I think I was trying to think through, you know, obviously everyone has only so much free time. And I was trying to think, should I, should I be spending more time, on audiobooks versus podcasts or vice versa. Like mm. the past few years I've set, you know, one of the goals for the year for myself is to um, spend a certain amount of time reading books and audiobooks. And I haven't done that as much so with podcasts because I feel like it takes less effort for me to to go into a podcast. I think I mm. tend to enjoy it more. But maybe maybe that's maybe that's okay and uh yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to give you a bit of context yeah. as to where I was coming from with the question. I think that that makes absolute sense. And I do have to say, in favor of books, I think there is research to prove that you're more likely to absorb and retain information from reading it on physical paper, like physically reading a book, than say on a screen or perhaps even listening to it, maybe. I don't know if it's, I know that, that there is evidence to say that like you're more likely to retain information like from reading it from something physical, like a book versus a screen. I don't know if that's compared to a podcast. And of course, that probably depends on the type of learner you are. Um, if you're someone that finds it easier to uh, learn through audio or more visual kind of uh, means, then obviously that's going to have an impact. But I'd also be curious to know like, what's your answer to this question? Like, if I was to put it to you, like, what would you choose? If I could only pick one? Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. I, I'm trying to think right now, what, what am I missing out on more? Um, so thinking about it right now, I think, I think the issue with uh, giving up books or audiobooks, let's call it. let's say you're including books in that category mm-hmm. and you really had to pick only one or the other, you're missing out on maybe some people throughout history before podcasts were invented yeah. <laughs> that you'll never get to experience. That's true. Versus most people on Joe Rogan, to your point, they, they're still coming out with books and audiobooks. 
Mm. So maybe that's cheating, but that's that's one thing that that came to mind. That's fair. I have to say, and another disclosure: I'm terrible when it comes to essentially anything that's. Oh, I, I hate the fact I'm saying this, but like old in the sense that I don't know why, but I gravitate to all things like anything that which was like not around before the 90s. I don't have like an <laughs> overwhelming interest in, and I'm not saying by any means like I work and I work with lots of writers. I worked as a writer for for many years, and uh, always there was so many, and maybe that's why I'm not in it anymore. But. Uh, <laughs> But essentially, like with all these writers, they'd mentioned like so many great authors. And I always felt so bad because it, I was like, uh, it just didn't, it didn't draw my attention. But again, like I said to the point beforehand, I think that my appreciation for these kind of like works of art from the past just, I don't know, goes over my head. I think there's a saying which is like pearls before swine in the sense of like you don't know what kind of beauty is in front of you the same way that you could throw like pearls in front of pigs and they they wouldn't like notice it they wouldn't pay attention to it uh and i am that swine and all those authors and their great work as those pearls and i'm but i'm fine with that i'm not i'm not saying that they're they don't have value i'm just saying that it's somewhat lost on me and it's the same for many things, to be honest, like TV shows, films. The only exception is music. I, I like a lot of like old music. So um, I would say in general, I'm biased in that sense as well. Yeah, don't, don't feel bad. I, I'm the same. If I had to think back to most of the books and audiobooks that I've consumed, they've, they've definitely, like you, been, been written in the 90s or, or more recently. Yeah. And like, I'd be curious to know as well, like, what are some of your top favorite podcasts? So I, I really like Joe Rogan. I don't always agree with his views on everything, but I appreciate the fact that uh, at least I think he brings on kind of a, a wide range of people from all mm-hmm. different domains and, and different views. So I've really enjoyed a lot of his episodes. I like, I'm into entrepreneurship. So how I built this, have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. What is that about? It's about pretty much every episode. They bring on a different founder of a, of a large company and they, they share their story on how they first got started. Mm -hmm. So they'll bring on, you know, the host of Airbnb and and different companies and they'll talk about how, yeah, what the first, the first few months or years were like as they were trying to uh, figure out, what to offer customers and stuff like that. Nice. That's one you, I like. Yeah. Do you, do you listen to any others? Like, do you listen to uh, any more, I suppose, lighthearted or entertaining kind of like podcasts or is it mostly just like similar to yourself or similar to like what I've mentioned, like as a means to like learn and improve? Mainly, mainly a means to learn and improve. I have listened to some more for enjoyment. I mean, some that come to mind are, a couple of friends who have podcasts, those are, you know, to, to see what they're up to. And those are yeah. mainly for entertainment. And I, I enjoy that a lot. There's another one. I think it's called the rewatchables mm-hmm. where they talk about a different uh, old movie or a different movie each time and kind of just dig into what their favorite parts of it were and do a bit of analysis of the movie. So that I really enjoy 
enjoy that I'd say is more for entertainment, but mainly like you, it's, it's mainly for, I guess, learning. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to confess actually what got me into podcasts was not learning. And I have to say as well that the majority of the podcasts or at least audio I listened to is for entertainment. Actually. Um, I only put on like the, the, educational podcasts when i feel like right i'm in the right zone and i i want to learn i want to learn yeah but but i actually got into podcasting as a result because of a comedian that i really liked um and she was on the daily show jessica williams and she had a podcast with um phoebe robinson and i thought i'd check it out because she left the show and i was interested to see what she was doing I had never really listened to podcasts and it was great. It's a stand-up comedy show. So basically just like like any kind of stand-up comedy show that you'd go to in New York with uh, multiple people. And that was just their podcast. And it was a fantastic collection of comedians doing stand-up comedy. And I never really thought about it this way before. I was like, damn, I didn't know you could listen to stand-up comedy like this. And I really enjoyed it and I binged it. And uh, now most of the, the audio I listen to is comedy-related. I'm a big fan of a podcast called Ask Eliza Anything. Um, I'm not a fan of her stand-up she's like, or her comedy in general, Eliza Schle- Schlesinger. Schlesinger. Um, but I really love her podcast. It's very entertaining. And also one of the shows which I have really enjoyed, especially throughout quarantine and has really helped kept my spirits up during these tough times, is uh, the Ricky Gervais show, which is a, a radio show from 20 years ago back before Ricky Gervais was really well-known or famous. And it's so bizarre listening to now because there's so many references. There are so many kind of points and like they talk about news or celebrities. And it's so, it's so weird to hear like audio from 20 years ago, which is still very entertaining and enjoyable. I think the most bizarre kind of references I hear are those of technology. When, for example, one of the, the hosts, he says that he got into a cab and the guy didn't know where they were going and he didn't have a map and a torch. And they were saying, oh, the, the, the least you should have if you're a taxi driver is a map and a torch. And I was like thinking like, and they, they I was thinking like how bizarre that is to even think that oh, I need to have a map and a torch in my car in case I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> and and it was so funny because he tells this story of like how they had to figure out of where to go and like what streets to take. And in the end they got there. And I was like, it's so bizarre, like listening to this now and being like, wow, that was a real problem 20 years ago. You can just be like, how do we get there? All right, just type it in your phone. Or like, it's so strange. <laughs> so it was so enjoyable to listen to audio and just also just kind of feel like I could predict the future, even though it's not real. Like they talk about <laughs> it. And the, one of the funniest things from that show is there's a moment where Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais, who are the creators of The Office, the UK version, and they talk about, oh, we went out to the US. Yeah, we were talking to some producers about doing a US version of The Office. And it's so bizarre hearing that and like hearing the whole progress of their success. And this radio show went over like five, four years. So you kind of hear the transition of before they were famous to slowly like getting more and more success. And now obviously like Ricky Gervais is like a, a, a huge household name and like globally and of course the the u.s office is an incredibly successful show and it's just so bizarre to hear like these little audio segments of their lives like while they were just like talking about what happened to them 
Yeah. And for me to be in the position where I'm now, like, wow, you're going to be so famous, make so much money from that <laughs> little meeting. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing those. I, I also really like stand up and comedy, and I haven't uh, listened to too many podcasts in the in the comedy space mainly i go to youtube or, or netflix but i'll i'll try it out and on the on the learning versus entertainment piece do you think as i'm thinking about it more it's not necessarily one or the other right like, like there's a bit of there's often overlap mm. almost always i feel like there's overlap to different degrees mm. i would completely agree with what you said about joe rogan as well uh, I think he's he's I don't always agree with him, but I do really appreciate the fact he has such a wide variety of guests on and it's almost like he gives his platform, which is huge yeah. to so many people, just to just to say like, hey, you've got a chance to share your ideas. I'm gonna try and like pick them apart, but come on. And um I think his show is one of the best examples of that entertainment mixed with education because he's he's very entertaining, he's a comedian. Uh and yeah, he has a lot of fun with his guests, even when they they come on to talk about the most complex of topics. And there's sometimes when he's got like a nutritionist on or something, and I'm just like, what are all these things they are saying? And he kind of keeps it light in that sense. And I'm sure he's not the only example of that. But yeah, I definitely think that it's the best kind of place for exactly that entertainment and education. Yeah. In ter- I, I'm curious your thoughts on the business model behind podcasts versus audiobooks with at least the current state of it mm. podcasts being free for the most part with with advertisements as the the model mm-hmm. versus audiobooks typically paid sometimes free on YouTube mm. do, you, do you think any thoughts on how how that might change in the future like would you want to see a model in the future where podcasts are paid via an audible type subscription um yeah i it's hard to say really because the thing is i think with podcasting like most things it's just going to take whatever path that is 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 it's almost like just it just evolves and it's almost like you it's hard to have a control over that or say we're going to push it this way or that way especially when it comes to something which is related to content and that's content which anyone can produce. I think we would probably see something very similar to what's happened with YouTube. So I think like with the way that Anchor, Spotify purchased Anchor, and now they're like really heavily pushing it. Uh, and they're doing a really good job of basically making podcasting available to anyone and encouraging anyone to get into podcasting. And I think that we'll probably see something similar to YouTube in the sense that I think that the the best content will rise to the top and those that make the best content will make a lot of money. And of course, those that don't, they'll just fall to the side. I'm definitely, I definitely think that, I think that like having a a fair system, obviously where content producers that produce good content get paid is uh, an ideal situation. And there's a fairest situation. I'm also a little bit concerned because obviously like journalism in that sense hasn't taken the same route. Obviously so many uh, classic publications struggle now to make money and it's kind of worrying. And I've worked as a journalist for a number of years 
And even though I've kind of had one foot in and one foot out, it's sad to see some of my friends, they do all right, but they really put their heart and effort and like a lot of, lot of sweat, blood and tears into their work. And it's sad to see that like they don't necessarily get what I feel they deserve. Um, so it is kind of worrying in that sense that like podcasting could always take that angle. But again, I feel that if you have something of value, you'll get value back from that. And whether that's through advertising or a patronage, patronage, I can never say that word. Is that right? Patronage? Patronage? Uh, Do you know the word? I'm not sure, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, so no matter like how they get that value back, I think if you're giving value, then you don't necessarily need to worry too much about being paid. I mean, that's hard for me to say considering like a, I've got a job and like I'm not getting paid directly through the podcast and I work for a company. So maybe if I was like by myself and I was just doing my own podcast, then I'd be a bit like, no, like what, why aren't I getting paid for this? Like I might have more issues, but at the same time I do generally feel that it's almost like a survival of the fittest, but survival of the most entertaining or the most value driven. I I tend to agree with you. You said, you said, though, that journalists and, and news uh, companies, oftentimes you don't think they're getting, uh, I guess, paid the way they deserve. What, any, any thoughts on, on why that is? Do you think it's that the value is not there, to your point, that if you bring value, you're going to get compensated? Or do you think... I don't expect no, you to have an answer. No, but no. I, no, yeah, 100%. So... I personally just feel like the industry when it comes to like media has changed and is kind of just shaken up the whole industry. So obviously beforehand in the old days, you go out, you buy a paper, you pay for that paper, you get the news, you read the news because you bought a paper. Whereas nowadays, anyone can go online and there's not that barrier. And that's why so many publications, you might see like The Economist, New York Times, they put up paywalls. And there are like ways around this, obviously, like advertising, but then there's ad blockers, then paywalls, and there's ways to get around paywalls. So it's almost like they're fighting a losing battle, like one that where which they're fighting a losing battle, which didn't exist. Like this battle to have your content uh, and to be paid and compensated for your content is kind of just appeared within the past like 20 or so years with the invention of the internet, more or less. So I think it's more of a case of the industry when it comes to media has been disrupted and they're still trying to figure out a way to fairly be compensated for producing good work. And it's hard when everyone has access to the internet and essentially everyone has the ability to take something valuable for, for nothing really. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. It's a, it's a tough problem. I think about entertainment such as TV shows and movies. I think about Netflix and how they've been able to do it. Mm. And uh, yeah, I wonder what's, what's the difference there to your point. Like if, if news organizations and journalists are putting out great content, why I want, I wonder why they haven't been able to have success with the, with a similar model of Netflix, which is subscription based. Mm. And, Maybe it's that it's just harder to contain 
for some for some reason the content from being from being shared elsewhere at, uh, when it's in article form versus video i'm not sure mm. i think that could be the case i don't know to be honest but yeah no is it, i see like uh, podcasting could go either way and i do also think that that could be a case i it would not surprise me and i actually spoke about this uh when asked for my opinion for a previous website and i said that Amazon is taking a very kind of selective approach with their their podcasts that they take on and they do want top quality content. So it is entirely possible that we could be looking at a situation where Spotify becomes almost like the YouTube of podcasting and then Amazon becomes the Netflix of podcasting, whether you just like pay for um, a subscription. And that could happen with any company, to be honest. They don't necessarily have to be the the people that do it but we could see a situation where podcasting follows the same route as we've seen with videos and like online video content what for your podcast for your for yours what what would be your preference between let's say a micro payment model existed where people could pay uh a few cents or or whatever you wanted per per episode mm. as opposed to advertisements any any perspective on that i mean it it depends what the audience really wants for me personally i like advertisements in podcasts but i like them when they're done well so i feel that in a way like i personally like adverts because for one usually the host kind of like presents it in a certain way so two examples of this there's uh joe rogan analysis sledging Schlesinger, I can never say a name. Um, <laughs> okay. So, like, they both have, or at least Joe Rogan did before going to Spotify, they'd adverts in their podcasts, and it would be for products which, like, they approve and they like. So, first of all, it's like, I like this host, and this host likes the product, then there's a good chance I might like the product too. So, they're kind of, I'm probably the right audience for them for this product. So, I, I have no aversion, like, to be sold something if that is something that I'd want to buy and it's fairly accurate. So for one, I I like that. And two, most of the time they put their own funny spin on it. Like obviously these hosts that I'm speaking of are both comedians. So naturally they're quite funny and entertaining, but I think that's also like a piece of the art. And um, it's, yeah, it's almost like a, it's like a part of their art. So they're able to not only make their show entertaining, but their adverts entertaining. I think that's a real, skill as well i recently saw a youtube video and they had an advert on there and the advert was like um advertising nordvpn and it was a really entertaining like funny advert that this youtube creator made and in the comments someone put wow your adverts are more in uh, entertaining than like 90 percent of the stuff on youtube and i think that is an incredible goal to have and i think i i would love that i've recently with my adverts for brains bite back I've tried a new approach where we're releasing uh, different types of adverts and they're supposed to be entertaining and like kind of funny. And I kind of put like a kind of like a, an entertaining kind of like silly hook at the start of them. So I personally prefer that because I like the idea of one, not charging. I don't want to, I don't like the idea of asking for money from people. If I can give them something like, if I'm like, Hey, listen to these adverts and uh, that's that's the way we can monetize rather than like hey can you give me some money um but at the same time it's like whatever the audience wants so if the audience would prefer 
to make payments and not have to listen to adverts. I mean, that's one of the things I like about Netflix. Uh, you just pay your mem- membership and you don't get any adverts. It's great versus like something else like daily motion. I don't know. Yeah, no, you bring up, you bring up good points. If there's going to be advertisements, you want it to be, you want it to be aligned. You want the person, the podcast host to actually believe in the product. And then mm-hmm. ideally you want it to be an entertaining ad. Mm-hmm. I still, I think, I, I lean towards, I'm, I'm uh, fairly anti-advertisement. I could go into why, but I think I, I agree with you. There's a, with the micro payment model, there's, you don't want uh, it to be a barrier for people who, who don't want to pay. So you want it mm. to be available to everyone. So anyways, I, I've been kind of toying with the idea of like, I just wonder if a platform could exist where it's kind of pay what you want. And I wonder mm. if, if, creators would get compensated fairly if if they made here's what we suggest paying per episode we suggest Mm. paying you know 25 cents if you're able to if not enjoy for free Mm -hmm. um i don't don't know if that would work maybe people will just free ride under that system and and no one pays i think uh i i don't listen to his podcast i know i should and i have lots of intentions to do so but sam harris he has something similar to that where he has like a system of I'm not sure if it's pod, his podcast we have to pay for. I know for a fact that like, he has a meditation app and you subscribe to that and you pay for it. But if you cannot afford it and you send them a message saying, hey, I can't afford this, can, can I still have it? And they'll, they'll give it to you. Like, I, no questions asked. And he says that like, that's, they're able to do that. Like, they're, they're, that's, they're not like a sinking ship. Like everyone's just <laughs> asking for it. And I, I think, would... sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I love that. And, and the more I think about it, I, I was going to say maybe it falls apart because people abuse it. But I would think for the most part, the people who are reaching out, even if they, yeah, like if, if you, if you have boatloads of money, you're not going to be, you're not going to go through the effort to reach out. Mm. So maybe, maybe the system works well. Yeah. I think that oh, I can't say, it. I really need to learn how to say it. Patr- patronage. patronage a patronage is that yeah you know when you get like people pay you or people support you and your podcast by donating money or perhaps like a monthly subscription and they pay you yeah they just give you money for your to help you with your podcast and what you're doing i think that that is the closest form of that which you've kind of mentioned and i i know that some podcasters have that and they their, their podcast is still free so I think that's probably like a good middle ground between like a paywall and free podcast. So yeah, I, that's an option. I mean, like if, if my podcast ever got to a level where I could just ask people for money and they'd send it, then <laughs> maybe that's an option. But to be honest, I kind of like the idea of not having to ask for money and striving to make adverts as entertaining as possible. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally fair. Yeah, I might. I might look into Patreon. Is is the website? Patreon. That's I, I'm Patreon. I but don't know what patronage is. A word. Patronage. It is a word. I'm getting. I'm worried that I'm getting confused with like patronizing because there's a difference in America. You say patronizing. What, what is it? Where yeah, are pat- you actually? I, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in Canada. I'm in Canada. I I, I was thinking that I was like. Because you sound like my Canadian friend, and I can't tell the difference between American and Canadian <laughs> it's accents. Very similar. But I, um, but I was like, oh, that's a mistake. I better not make. <laughs> where, so, whereabouts in Canada are you? I'm in Toronto. 
Nice. I've only been to Vancouver, but uh, Toronto's definitely on the list. I love a show called, I love Trailer Park Boys. You're familiar <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that show. So I really want to, that's in uh, Nova Scotia. So I, I want to visit all of them, all, <laughs> all parts, all sides. And you're in the, the UK? I, um, so that's a funny story. I'm actually in Medellin, Colombia. So oh. I lived, yeah, I'm from the UK, yeah, as you yeah. can tell. I'm from Bristol. Um, but nice. in 2016, I decided, you know what? Like, I got to find a better place than this. I love my home. I love my city. Super proud to be from there. But it's just gray and rainy. And England's kind of expensive. And my city is like not the most affordable. And I thought, you know what? Like, British passport. I got like the st- one of the strongest passports in the world. I can go, go live anywhere. Like, why am I living here? I'm going to go find somewhere better. So I bought a one way flight to the US. I spent a few months um, in the US. I went down to Mexico and I traveled from Mexico down to Colombia by bus and then by boat. So I crossed over from Panama to Colombia. And the whole time I was traveling, everyone was like, oh, Medellin's amazing. Medellin's incredible. And all I knew is like pretty much everyone else is home Pablo Escobar, Narcos, that sort of thing. (laughs) So I was, I didn't really know much, but everyone said it was wonderful. I was like, all right, if I like it, I'll stay for a couple of years, practice Spanish and keep traveling. And uh, I arrived here and the first day I got here, I was like, I love this place. And that was three and a half years ago. And I'm like, still here. I got another two years of my visa. And once that runs out, I'll apply for residency. That's the aim. So yeah, I'm I'm very happy here and, and life's good. It's shining outside. It's hot and sunny. I mean, it's, it's nicknamed the uh, city of eternal spring, which for me is a bit of a joke because every day feels like summer. Like if this is their spring, like, like us, yeah, in comparison <laughs> to British summer, it's like, no. Yeah. Very cool. Good, good for you, Sam. I'm glad. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's cool. So yeah. I always, I always appreciate hearing when people travel and move somewhere new. Yeah, I mean, it it was a scary experience. I didn't know where I was going to end up. And when I first arrived here, I remember I didn't know what I was going to do. I just basically just I cycled round on a bike. I just cycled around putting up signs, being like English teacher. I'll teach English from my. <laughs> and looking for jobs i didn't find anything and then uh the company i work for now publicize i got an internship as a writer and uh yeah it just it just grew from there and i spent a couple years working as a writer before trash trash transitioning into audio and um yeah following my love for podcasts very cool very cool uh i was just looking up the word so just for (laughs) for everyone for myself for you and for the listeners yeah so patronizing is is like being condescending Mm -hmm. Uh, and then patronage is a word so it's the support given by a patron so that's what you were that way you you used it right yes good and then patreon is the website where you can uh support creators nice well there you go i feel i (laughs) have a new level of confidence in saying the word patronage good good yeah (laughs) (laughs) um fantastic I know I know we only have a few more minutes in the hour. Any anything you were hoping we would get to today that we didn't that leading up to this conversation you had thought about? Um I think I covered most of the points. I feel that personally when it comes to podcasts, I love it because I love storytelling. And I will admit stories that are in books, in articles, basically any form of written content they certainly have their place and they have their value. I'm not going to go around burning books. Like if I became like president or prime minister or whatever, (laughs) but I would say that 
for me, I <laughs> love podcasts and I love the fact that they have almost democratized storytelling in the sense if you have something to say and it's worth listening to, you can put together a podcast, you can present it and edit it. I mean, there's it's very cheap to get a microphone or a fairly decent one. And how you don't even need a decent one. You could just have like headphones and plug it into your computer, record, and then you can download Audacity, edit that. Um, there's plenty of sites where you can, I think you can get like free music to use. So like essentially like everything you need to make an interesting and compelling story, as long as you have the creativity or you have the desire and you have something to say worth listening to, then you can make something of that. And I think that the the barrier for entry for podcasting is a lot lower than what it is for like publishing or like to get a book published. Potentially, I, I don't know. I've never tried publishing a book, so I'm I'm not an expert there. But I do know that it is relatively easy to to put together a podcast. So I really love that. And I think that the more capability people are given to share their stories and encourage storytelling then the better because I love to hear them. And I think stories can have an incredible impact on the way we perceive the world and the way we learn. For example, I said this a lot in my podcast, especially in my PR podcast, The Loudspeaker, because storytelling is an important part of PR. But there's, I was once presented with two facts. So one of the facts, and this kind of drives home the point, was very factual. It, there was no story. There was no nothing. It's just this equals this. I can't remember what that fact was. But the second fact was in the form of a story. And it said that in, oh, I can't remember when it was, ages ago, many, many years ago in England, there's a town called Sandwich. And the Earl Duke of Sandwich used to put two slices of bread between uh, the meat, the slices of meat that he was eating to stop his hands getting greasy while he played cards. And that's where the term sandwich comes from from this fella being like, I don't want greasy fingers. So he puts two slices of bread around his piece, piece of meat that he's, that he's eating while he's playing cards. And I still remember that story to this day. I can't tell you anything else about it. <laughs> I can't tell you where I saw that, what website was, if it was a book or a magazine, what the other fact was. I can't tell you anything else. All I can remember is that. And it's because that story, that fact rather, is so deeply entrenched in a story that was entertaining to me. And I liked and I remembered the details of that it stayed with me and i think that that is really important when it comes to education when it comes to identifying with other people and just generally improving and retaining information so i think that storytelling has a really good really solid home in podcasting and that for me is why i love podcasting beyond any other form of medium i would say Thanks for sharing that. Is that that's a true story about the sandwich? How it's I think so. Like I said, I can't remember where it was, so it could be on some dodgy site. I don't think so. But um I have never really looked it up. But I just like that story. Even if it's not true, I like to think of <laughs> just Al Duca sandwich eating eating, <laughs> eating some slices of meat. And it it's smart, I suppose. I also kind of think to myself, um, was he really the first? I mean, I'm pretty sure there were a lot of people that were like, <laughs> had this idea. I think maybe just because he was an L Duke, maybe because he was like uh, somebody that it got recognized as that. But um, but yeah, I don't know if it's true. That could be absolute bollocks. <laughs> but nonetheless, Either way, it's it, a good it, story. Yeah, it drives home the point. And 
yeah that that article whatever i wherever i read that was explicitly saying like this is how storytelling can help retain information and help us understand the world so yeah it, it definitely did that for sure great well thank thank you so much sam uh it was really great meeting you it's been it's been a pleasure and you're you're welcome on any time to have future conversations about any topic <laughs> well thank you adam it has been a real pleasure and i look forward to hopefully you joining me one day on brains bite back and we can discuss some of the most interesting psychology and technology and society related questions which uh, you featured on your podcast sounds good yeah we'll coordinate a time and a topic uh last thing i just wanted to say uh, as a thank you uh mm-hmm. i'm gonna donate a small thank you i'm gonna donate twenty dollars to a charity of your choice do you do you have a preference um something to do with homelessness i'd sure. say sure that'd be good thank you man that's really nice what is your motivation for doing that like why why have you incorporated that as part of this this process um i thought it would be a, a cool idea to see what causes people different people care about mm. so so that was that was that is interesting that was a big that part is. of it yeah yeah no, I yeah, homeless. And I wanted to, and I wanted to say, yeah, I want to say thank you to to people for taking the time to come on the podcast. Uh, paying them money is is weird, but you know, mm. giving giving a, a small donation is is I figured a nice gesture. No, definitely, I think that's a very nice gesture because you don't necessarily need to do that. I'm sure you'd still get guests even if you didn't do that. But the fact that you've chosen to do it, I think, is a really nice way of giving back twice, giving someone a platform to speak on. And then on top of that, kind of just, yeah, giving other people, it's like paying it forward almost. Yeah, a little extra motivation (laughs) to come on, yeah. No, that's nice. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, let's uh, let's stay in touch and I'll have you on the show soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Sam. Awesome. Uh, Is there anything else you need from me? Is there anything else or or is is that it? We all good? Yeah, we're, we're all good unless there's anything specific that you want put in the description of the episode related to your bio. Uh, if not, let me know. If not, I'll pull um, just, I guess, w- what's on the matchmaker platform mm-hmm. as your bio. Yeah, that's probably the best one to use. Okay. And uh, otherwise, no, that was all good. Thanks for the past hour. And I- I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Adam. Me too. Thanks. Sam. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You yeah. too. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.